You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Yee-haw! That was really enthusiastic, Al. I, I, I studied and I practiced and I took some breathing lessons beforehand. I, th- you're, I think you're back at 100%. All right. Yeah. Well, I, well, strangely enough, you know, as much as we want to think that the sea thing is over, uh-huh. I was at a party last Saturday night. Yes. And 10 people have already got it. Yeah. No, including the hostess, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> that's too bad. So, and, and, and the three people that were wearing with masks and everybody was pointing and laughing at were the only smart ones. <laughs> <laughs> now, did they get it? I, oh, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. We, we we didn't do a head I count. Mean, you know, it's it's. I hate to say it, but it's it's kind of really infectious. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that and the fact that uh, you know the bad weather's coming, yep. and uh, you know a little nip in the air, and that means that people spending more time indoors rather than out. That's that's right. And the windows of the car will be closed rather than open. <laughs> um, so a number of things we can talk about. Oh, yeah. uh, we actually, we're going to be talking about tires today. We're going to talk about all kinds of things today. We've got Darren Bessens from Triangle Tire joining us in the middle of the show. And, uh, you know, it's that time of year. you got to start thinking about winter tires, of course. Yes. And, it's amazing uh, how it, 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 it's like the weather report knew the date, you know. Yeah. It, and it exactly happened on the on the first day of autumn. You know, we had, a, we had such a great long summer, and then it's like the weather just switched overnight. Yes, I begged the wife to turn the furnace on last night because I I walked in the house and I said, why is the house at 65 degrees? I'm freezing here. And she goes, well, I I don't know. Shall we turn it on? I said, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And by the way, she doesn't talk like that. It's just me talking like that. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Because I know my mom's listening. She'd rat me out in a second. Oh, really? That's too bad. That's too bad. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so it's changed. And um, we're starting to get some phone calls. Yep. My tire delivery guy is not quite active yet. I don't think not until well a couple more weeks from now. Mm-hmm. You know the storage facility, but uh, but we're starting to get calls. That's good, and and which That's is good. good exactly. Yep. Because d- don't all wait until December and expect that. You know that storm that's imminent tomorrow. That, that, that's right. We all can't get in. On no, time. no, 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 no. And and uh, you know people can come to my house. I've got all the tools, but uh, they don't want to. They don't want to know my rates. Oh, oh, oh! I'm, so, I'm I'm way too expensive. But you're happy to do them? No. Oh no, that's why. I'm, that's why I'm really. You know, you want you want your winter tires and uh, and wheels swapped at my house. It's it's two thousand dollars. Oh, that's. I'll, I'll have it done in fifteen minutes. No problem. Wow, that's expensive. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, be- I I don't want to do it, Al. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> all right. And uh, who else? Oh, yeah, PC Sean Shapiro on the show. Yes, the voiceover cop himself, um, more famous than almost anybody I know. He, I, you know what? When I hear his voice, I'm going. 
You sure he was a cop first and Lou in his second? Yeah, this is the thing. He's so good. He is. He's a real pro, and uh, um, it's it's incredible. But yes, he was a motorcycle cop first. Wow. Yeah. Until he had a bit of a. Uh, <clears throat> I, we have to we have to compare scars. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's not good. I've seen photos. No, it's not the unfortunate good. part. You know, mm-hmm. you're on a two wheel vehicle and yeah. you, with nothing around you. Yep. And he was on duty. Yes. Yeah. And and as a matter of fact, then we also have Daniel Morad. Yes. Friend, and friend of mine, racing driver. And, and 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 same thing, same mentality. You know, you're talking about open wheels opposed to sedan or, or coupe racing, eh? Well, he's done he's done kind of everything. Started in carts, done a lot of open wheel racing, and now he is a uh, highly paid sports car racing driver. You know, but it's, it's, it's one thing to say, okay, I'm going to go into that corner or get as close as possible to the guy beside me. When you have metal or plastic around the wheels as opposed to <laughs> just a big donut <laughs> spinning there yeah. looking for trouble. I mean, we saw it in the, uh, the Formula One race a couple weeks ago. Yep. Where two guys touched and yes. it, and it was right over the top. That's right. It, yeah. There's, so I don't know. Different protection. Different and 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 then of course you know look at Hinchcliffe. Of course he had his big uh, accident, big wreck. And and as much as you you think you've recovered, I, I think between the ears it's always there, eh? Uh, well, the, all all the wrecks I have are very memorable. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> all right, between the ears, that's where we're going to be. Uh, between yours, and we've got some great information. And uh, Brian and I will be back right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Stick around. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with my pal Alan Gelman, and it's a beautiful Saturday here, isn't it? It is, but don't you wonder when when all of a sudden, you know, somebody's in too much of a hurry and their time is more important than yours? You mean like the, like, other, the other day when someone tried to run me over at the intersection <laughs> by my house? Exactly. Yeah. And, and we were talking to Sean uh, at the break, and he was saying that... Uh, you know, he was at a school, and, and oh, was it you talking no, about? No, Sean. Yeah, talking about yeah. somebody on the horn at a crosswalk because the people weren't crossing the street <laughs> fast enough. Wow, where? How come everybody all of a sudden is turning into an a hole? I, I, I have no idea. I don't. Just you know, some some common courtesy and, and basic manners be helpful when you're driving. Really, really. I mean, I, I'm somewhat aggressive, but I'm blown away by some of the stunts that I see people do. You know, in terms of. Um, if there's nobody going to be turning left, and all of a sudden they take the left lane, and when the light changes, they scoot in front of you. I've, yeah, I've seen that from from the right lane as well. People doing that. Yeah, it's I, it, you know, I guess you know, I mean, we all know it's illegal, and they're probably not going to get a ticket for that. But honestly, it's just it's it, a lot of this is silly, and the and the re, you know the the reasons we have those assigned lanes is so that traffic flows and everything works safely. Well, exactly, uh, provided that. You have a half a brain, and you're not in that much of a hurry. Oh, there's, there's, I mean, yeah, and and we hear, you know, about accidents all the time, like just crazy stuff. But you know, we have the technology to 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 slow or, or eliminate some of this. As we know, a lot of uh, collisions happen because people are still drinking. Yeah, um, and now the NTSB, which is the National Trace Speed National. Transportation Safety Board, I think I got that That's right. That's correct, in yes. The, in the U.S. of A, mm-hmm. are calling for passive alcohol detection systems in all new vehicles. In other words, there's going to be a little sniffer in there that's going to be going, yeah. what do I smell? Yeah, well, it's it's a little bit more than that. So in in that, uh, that big federal um, U.S. infrastructure bill that they passed last year, uh-huh. which was thousands and thousands of pages buried in there, was a, um, a kill switch for all new cars starting in 2025. And that's the idea. It's supposed to be about safety, but 
but kill switches are going to be part of U.S. cars in 2025. So that'll be mandatory. And of course, Canada typically follows suit. So I'm sure. So that's, that's a go. I'm. It is 100% a go in the U.S. Uh-huh. Uh, that bill was passed. And, uh, um, you know, man, funny thing is, from, from my perspective, I deal with manufacturers all the time. They're not talking about it. They're not talking about the implications of this. And, uh, and Canada will follow suit. We generally take the, 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 that kind of legislated safety tech and, uh, and maintain that for our, uh, our uh, Canadian market cars as well. Okay, but do they have the bugs, you know, ironed out? Because no. let's say, for example, you're going to be the DD. You're mm-hmm. going to be the one who's drinking soda pop and taking your buddies home because they're all plastered. So they get in the car first. The car says, screw you, I'm not starting. I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. smelling booze. That's right. I, you know, how I does it know which seat it's coming from? Exactly. So I don't know I don't know how any, any of this is actually going to work, and I don't think there's enough time to actually implement it to ensure that everybody is going to be safe. Well, maybe to do on the screen, you know, one of these things is not, can you identify the, the, the traffic light in every one of these pictures? And if you're impaired, of course, you won't be able to do it. <laughs> That's right. It'll be a little, <laughs> little test before you start the car. Buddy, what are you doing? We want to go home. You know, I'm going as fast as I can, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so crazy stuff. But um, and, and so, well, when you call it a kill switch, you mean it a prevent to start switch? Uh, no, it's actually a remote kill switch. Okay. So it's a little bit different than, than that NTSB announcement this week, but it's okay. a remote kill switch. The whole idea is that so law enforcement can shut off a car remotely if they believe the, the driver is impaired or is driving erratically, dangerously, or, or whatever the case is. Actually, I, I had a, uh, a leasing fellow in, um, Les is his name, mm-hmm. uh, super nice guy, and he unfortunately had a customer's car stolen, Yep. and, uh, and, and he had had an Apple tag on it. Oh, Yes. So they knew where the car was. Yes. So they phoned the police. Yes. <laughs> and the police said, well, what do you want us to do? And he went, no, 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 no. It, <laughs> hello, are you listening? Okay. Right. Someone has stolen my car. I know where it is. Could we all meet there and maybe have a party? And they went, yeah, it doesn't really work like that. We need like a search warrant and all the rest of it. And it was like, okay. So <laughs> okay, here here's here's the data. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, so they hung up the phone, and then they saw the vehicle start to move again. Yes, and and eventually uh, they knew. Oh, oh, it, it's now out of town, and and then they called the next police department, of course, who said, "Well, it's outside of our jurisdiction," <laughs> and and he said, in, in in essence, they had everybody that they could arrest, you know, and certainly grab the car, right? But nothing was done. And, mm-hmm. and to the point where they saw the car getting loaded on the dock of the bay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wild. Yeah. And, and and especially now so because you can't get another car to replace that one because you know, production the, is so slow. Exactly. That's the challenge. Crazy. And that's wild. And, and of course, you know, the uh, it's whatever that home... Uh, the 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 local app is. Mm-hmm. I can't buy. I don't use it. My wife uses it. But um, the people in our neighborhood complain about their SUVs getting oh, stolen. Oh, all the, the neighborhood. Time. The neighborhood. Yes, <laughs> our, our neighborhood is. You know, we've got all, all these high end SUVs, and of course, nobody has garages, so they they park them outside, and you know, the the uh, the thieves know how to how to gain access to the car and take it away. Yes, I heard more people talk about Faraday boxes, and yep. uh, you know, the um, or or just. Forgetting to lock the door altogether and, and cars getting rifled through and uh, mm-hmm. looking for change. Because in a lot of cases, it's just, you know, poor poor people looking for a <laughs> coin. Well, uh, I mean, uh, a family member lives not far from where we are in the studio right now uh-huh. and had uh, had their SUV stolen out of their driveway. 
But that's more of a professional thing, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. purely electronic. They didn't break into the house for the keys. It was purely electronic, and uh, the car was gone one morning. Uh, in fact, I don't know if they've got it here, but I saw a story about um, you know high school and university kids just for kicks. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Apparently, certain models of Kia or Hyundais Ooh, um, who don't have a chip. Yep. Um, are very easy to break in and steal. Right. Um, and it's all over the internet. And, 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 and pe- these are people who just have too much time on their hands. They're not even selling the car. Right. Like, they're not professionals. Yep. It was like, okay, you got four minutes. Let's see if you can do it. Right. And, it, you know, here, hold my beer. Right. Because, oh, look, there's the car. Let's see if we can do that. Here, bring up the YouTube video. We can watch, yeah. and it'll show us step by step. Right, exactly. Information, isn't it great? That it is wonderful it's sometimes. It's at our fingertips, eh? Yes. All right, speaking of information, we're going to be talking to Sean Shapiro after the break. He's got, I'm sure, if he was listening to us, he may have some answers or... Uh, or and some, some precise thoughts about the law. Or give us heck for even bringing it up. Yeah, eh? Probably, yeah. Yeah, because well, yeah. I didn't want to be... I mean, the boys in blue are always doing their best. They, they are. Yeah, except yes. for the ones that are sleeping. All right, we got to go. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back with Sean Shapiro, hopefully, unless he refuses to answer his phone that's, after that's that. That's possible. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with my pal Alan Gelman. And on Skype, sounding better than both of us, is PC <laughs> Sean Shapiro from the Toronto Police Service. Sean, how are you? I'm awesome. How you doing? We're we're okay. Were you listening to us by chance? I I was not. I was standing in my closet waiting for the connection to ring. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, we I, wondered if that, you were going to answer the phone because we were talking about, you know, um, specifically one of my, uh, one of the customers of mine is in the car leasing business and he was so ticked off because uh, one of his customers had his brand new Highlander stolen and, and, and it had a, an Apple AirTag on it and they phoned the local constabulary to say, hey, my car got stolen and I can tell you where it is. And they went, so? <laughs> um, they really weren't interested in going to find it. Uh, they said, well, no, here's the address, okay? Um, and, and now and, and now, in the end, the long story is the car's gone, and now they have to find another new one. But he was so ticked off because nobody wanted to do anything about it. Technology's great, but can can we apply it that way? Well, I, I have an AirTag in my car, and uh, I can tell you what, what I've heard many have done and what I would do is I would go find it, and if it was safe to do so, I'd just go take my keys and drive it home. Yeah, well, you're you're also you know six foot six and a police <laughs> officer, so you know that that's easy to facilitate for you. But uh, regular folks, that might be a, a, a little bit more of a challenge. No, certainly, I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest uh, you know doing that if it was unsafe. But uh, we've heard lots of stories where people take these cars and put them somewhere for them to cool off, and right. there might be an opportunity for you to simply recover it. Uh, I, I've heard various stories where where police weren't in a position to go and simply take it, but I'm not involved with that sort of. Uh, uh, you know, the, the retrieval or investigation of stolen vehicles. So I don't have a lot of experience as to why or why they would not uh, you know, act, get active on that. Well, this in this particular case, they said, oh, well, we need a search warrant, you know, and, and, and there's a whole lot of work to get a search warrant, which was kind of weird. And in the end, it was like, it's no wonder our stupid insurance costs so much because nobody seems to care, <laughs> you know, and if we have to pay out for another car, well, we'll just we'll just pay it. But um, there you go. Interesting. Yeah, if, if certainly if it was inside of a premise, there would, there would be a lot of work to, to do that. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's an interesting conversation. 
So again, again this week, uh, as we uh, we talked about before the show, uh, I was almost run over in a four-way intersection near my house, and people uh, can't seem to wait during rush hour to go from one uh, one stop sign to the next stop sign. And uh, you know, bad driving continues in this city. I think bad driving is an epidemic. We have a problem with, uh, with people who are uh, who are very self-absorbed. They're in a rush, and everything's really important to them. Uh, and they're forgetting that there's a lot of other people out on the road, vulnerable road users that we're all responsible for. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm sorry that you had that experience because it's, it's not a fun one. And I, I, I just last week went to my kid's school for parent-teacher night. As I was waiting out in front, I watched a driver sit on their horn to, well, communicate their, their, their unhappiness with the folks who were crossing on a crosswalk in front of a school. So I, I, I've seen it all. Wow. Wow. So you didn't go off on the sidewalk and go around. <laughs> <laughs> My dad did that a couple times. Really? Yeah, and actually oh. got caught once. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> there was an on-duty policeman saying, where the hell do you think you're going? And he was going, oh, I'm just going around. He says, you shouldn't drive your car up on the sidewalk, <laughs> sir. <laughs> so, some things I, I'd like to believe don't need to be said. Well, you, exactly. You would think so. Actually, I could tell another story how... Uh, I got caught for speeding with my learner's permit, and my dad didn't have his driver's license on him. And, <laughs> and, 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 and the, the, the policeman that stopped us really tore a strip off my dad. You know, he says, you're supposed to be teaching the kid how to drive properly, number one. Number two, uh, he's speeding, and you don't have your license. I don't get it. I should be giving you the ticket, but I can't do that. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So all kinds of stupid stuff going on. And... Uh, Oh, my God. Well, that's a short segment. <laughs> We're still talking about what we wanted to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Sean, how do people find you? You can get me at Traffic Services on TikTok, but you can also go to our link tree. It's linktree or link dot, linktr.ee forward slash traffic services. It'll get us to all our social media. And Great. your voiceover cop on Twitter and Instagram and other platforms as well, right? Absolutely. That's me. So going out, just tell people to chill, eh? Yeah, cool it. You know what? Uh, give yourself some extra time. Get to where you want to go safely without getting any tickets. I saw that sign on the gardener this morning, and it said, plan ahead, leave early, get there safely. Or something like that. That, that sounds like about it. right. <laughs> Sean, have yourself a great weekend. All right, we Always got a our... pleasure. I'll do my best. Take care. All right. After the break, we have Darren Bossens of Triangle Tire uh, with us on the phone anyways. It's tire season again. It is. I can hardly wait. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman. And speaking of Triangle Tire, we have Darren Bassens from Triangle Tire with us on the line. Darren, how are you? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm doing well. Thanks, Brian. How are you, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. A little chilly downtown Toronto. It is a little chilly out this way, too. I have to apologize, too. I, I, I slept in this morning. I didn't wake up till like 10 after 9, so... Good work. There today. Well, you know, it's funny. I was reading on the website, the Triangle Factory is fully automated with German engineers and builders, and I thought, well, they didn't build, you know, Darren's watch or clock, for that's for sure. Definitely yeah. not. The, the alarm <laughs> clock, anyway. But that's okay. We've got, <laughs> yeah. we've got you on the line, and uh, as, we, uh, you know, as we always talk about this time of year, it's kind of tire season right now. People have got to think about going from their, their summer treads to their winter treads. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a depressing part of the year, I find. I like going the other way, going from winters to, to all season. That's my favorite time of the year. But we are getting close uh, to that 7-degree mark at night anyways. Um, we're probably going to see 7-degree 
um, sometime in October uh, more consistently. So that's the time you want to kind of get everything changed over to, to your winter tires. So it's not so much the tread depth as opposed to the rubber composition. No, it's it's definitely the rubber composition. That uh, as we've spoke before, it uh, you know winter tires stay soft and supple in colder temperatures. If you run an all season, uh, or even worse, a summer tire, uh, the compounding will start to freeze up in those uh, you know below seven degrees, and then it becomes uh, less sticky. Um, you're going to slide, slip, um, and potentially uh, get in an accident. You know, it's funny. I don't watch a lot of Formula One, but I, I watched a few weeks back, and the and the whole beef they were having was which speed rating tires was somebody allowed to put on their car because they let them. They have all three different you know temperature ratings at the track, and 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 and, and it shows you. Guess what? Is it, maybe just ten or fifteen degree difference is enough to change the tire. Oh, especially for racing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Yeah, even more so for racing. It's and people don't realize like we we used to call them snow tires in the old days. I remember Dave would always still call them snow tires, um, but they're essentially winter tires. It's 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 more based on the temperature. Uh, obviously, the tread design is uh, constructed in a different way to give you more biting edges and more traction in the snow or slush. Uh, but it's t- it's really more the temperature because the the rubber and the all season tires start to harden up and as you can understand harder rubber is is not going to give you the traction that you that you require especially you know with with climate change to a degree i mean we don't get the snow that we used to certainly not in the big city and if we do have snow it's pretty much you know pushed away within a day or two but you're still down to slush and cold and icy pavement and that's where you need that softer rubber eh definitely definitely and 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 the forbidden um black ice you know you can have stretches of the highway or stretches of the road where it's clear that out of nowhere you've got some freezing um, condensation there, which you end up getting, you know, they call it black ice. You don't really see it. Um, you know, in all seasons, uh, you're, you're definitely be going to be in the rhubarb, where at least with winters, you've got that fighting chance. Now, uh, you guys have an all-weather tire as well. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Uh, all weather tires are, uh, you know, they're the three peak mountain snowflake, which is the the symbol that tells you that it's uh, it's uh, constructed for winter. Um, so it's kind of a blend of an all season and a and a, and a winter, if you will. Um, so you're not going to get quite the performance in the winter as you would on a, a, a you know on an all weather tire as you would get on a complete winter tire. And as well in the in the all season um, or the summer side of things, it's not going to be uh, as good as a, a standard all season. So it, it kind of gives you a blend, but it, it's not as good as a winter and a summer tire or now, all season, I should say. On the plus side, if you're getting a break from your insurance company because you use winter tires, um, yeah. the all weather ones do comply, do they not? They do. As long as they're three peak mountain snowflake, you're uh, you're good to go. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, recently I was driving a an EV. I'm not gonna not gonna say what it was, and it had some very low rolling resistance tires on it. And uh, I was driving a point in the day where the temperature came down, and boy, those tires did not like to stick to the asphalt. No, especially with the torque of uh, an EV uh, vehicle, you can break them loose very easily on a on a normal day. But when it starts to get cold like that, it uh, you're definitely going to be 
wandering around a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and of course, EVs are, you know, they're all heavy. This was a 5,000-pound EV as well. So that it just, it, all those, the weather and the and the physics of, uh, of this EV just didn't add up. They were not happy together. No, no. And, and people have to realize the tires are the only part touching the ground. Right. Right. You know, you're, you know, there's a lot of safety components, you know, seatbelts, brakes, you know, all these things are part of the safety of a vehicle. But the only thing really touching the ground is the, or should be touching the ground are the tires. So <laughs> yes. you want to make sure that you've got the proper tires. You sh- should be touching the ground is the right thing should to be. say. Yes. <laughs> well, I know last year there was a problem with... They, they rub. <laughs> Sorry, but I understand last year that there was a bit of a shortage on a specific size. And apparently Tesla decided that they would buy everything that was available and left everybody high and dry. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, um... But but obviously now you're saying that, that EVs require special tires, eh? Definitely, definitely. They, like as Brian attested, uh, low rolling resistance um, and and quieter tires. So you know, tread design has a lot to do with uh, um, you know how loud the tires can be. So with electric cars having no other you know engine sound or, or they're very quiet, you want to have tires that are very quiet. Um, and then low rolling resistance because that helps longevity with the uh, with the batteries. So I guess we should send that out as a warning to people if you're going to buy winter tires for your EV, that you you may want to know that you're you're buying an extra hum too. Because yeah, exactly right and um, but but you you guys have no way of knowing prior to a eh? before you put one on if it's going to be noisy at all. Um, well, yeah, they like because they if, if you look at. Because there's tires that are basically constructed for EV vehicles okay. that would have that low decibel or, or low uh, volume, if you will, uh, noise. Um, but when it comes to winters, I'm not even sure if there's an actual EV winter tire. I think there might be one or two manufacturers making them right now. Uh, you're going to see more of it as as time moves forward. But uh, you definitely want to stick to an EV tire if you're if you're driving a electric vehicle. Well, again, I mean, they're, they're selling these cars in Canada. Um, we get snow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know? Yes. So, As you know, Quebec, it's a law. You have to have winter tires on. Exactly. So uh, I, I guess, well, I, I learned the hard way because, you know, when you talked about that noise, um, I put a set of tires on my buddy's Kia, I guess, I forget what model it was, but full-on electric. And he called me back the next day and said, Al, I got a weird noise. <laughs> and I went, well, no, I drove it. It sounded fine. And he, and then he come by and I drove it, of course, in town looking for like a wheel bearing sound or something, mm-hmm. which is what his explanation was. And I didn't hear anything. He said, oh, no, 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 you got to go like 120. Um, and, and then you hear it, you know, and I was, and then, you know, and then, of course, in the end, we realized that... Uh, uh, his summer tires, because we hadn't taken one apart, because eh, we bought a set of rims, so put them on, but didn't realize that there was a band of foam inside the rubber tire that yeah. some manufacturers do put in to cut down the sound. I've, I've heard about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a few of them that use that. Uh, I know the service guys uh, find them very annoying, you know, trying to get them back into the tire when they put new tires on, but uh, uh, yeah, Tesla's definitely have it, and a few others do so. It's all about the noise or the lack thereof. Now, for people who haven't been, uh, for people who haven't heard of Triangle, you guys have been around for an awful long time, correct? Yeah, over forty years. Um, uh, great manufacturer, as you said in the beginning. They, uh, you know, it's very uh, automated factory. There's hardly any people in it. You could eat off the floor. It's, uh, 
it's high quality uh, product. And full line of uh, tires for uh, for cars, light trucks. You do trucks. You do uh, like bigger trucks. If anybody is there, any tractor trailer drivers listening, you put tires out for them as well. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Triangle manufactures um, PLT, as you said. Also STR, like the specialty trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. We talk about that regularly on the show. Right. Uh, medium truck, which would be your tractor trailers. And then right up into OTR, which would be off-road, like uh, mining tires, um, construction, industrial, those types of tires as well. So it's a full, full line. Yeah, I hate, I hate to say it, but in the last two years, everybody talks about supply chain. And how are you guys now, now that we're, we're almost into 2023, any issues with, with supplying tires to Canada? No, it's um, everything seems to be fine as far as production-wise. Um, I think the you know globally um, the demand has dropped, or at least the supply has met the demand. Um, we're still seeing problems with uh, supply chain, though, as far as ocean freight. Uh, it's come down dramatically over the last you know four or five months, um, but there's still some glitches in the system. Um, you know, between rail, uh, over the road, they're still trying to you know most trucking companies are struggling to find drivers still. Um, so the, there is some delays there, but uh, I don't think you're going to see any kind of uh, shortages like we have in the last year, uh, the last winter and the winter before. Apparently, the docks too—they've been uh, ships are just sitting there loaded, and they don't have dock workers to unload them. Eh? Yeah, that's it. It's, it. And I don't know where everybody's gone. All these, you know, people that used to work. Where, where, you know, every every tire shop I talk to has the same problem as well. They can't find employees. It's going to be a different uh, winter in the sense of. Um, you know, a lot of the owners or the managers are going to be out changing tires because you just can't find people to do the work anymore. I was going to say, grab the smock, grab the gloves, <laughs> and get to work. <laughs> Maybe I might have to set up a, a customers. <laughs> Sorry, say again, Darren. I said I might have to go help some of my customers. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I, I, and we were talking earlier. I might, I might have to set up a little shop in, at my house. There you go, a little uh, side hustle. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Don't leave it to the last minute because there's going to be a big lineup. And oh, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, if, you, if you're that. if you're looking for winter tires, now's the time to buy and make your appointment. TriangleTire.ca, correct? Correct. TriangleTire.ca. Darren, have yourself a great weekend. Yep, you you guys too. Thanks very much for your time. All right, thanks for joining us. All right, we've got a racy guy after the break. Yes, racing driver, real one. Oh, so legitimately he's allowed to drive fast. Yeah, he's he's got a license for it. Do they have a horn? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dave Storner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gilman. And on the phone with us is uh, a friend of mine who happens to be a real deal professional racing driver. It's Daniel Morad. Big D, how are you? Doing well. How about you guys? Not too bad. So... Being a professional racing driver today is a little different than uh, than what uh, what it's been traditionally, and you do a, a bunch of things as a professional racing driver. So there's the the act of driving, but then you also do a lot of work with simulators, not just in terms of entertaining people, but with your you know pedaling, but also uh, you do some coaching on the simulator as well. At, in addition to coaching drivers in the real world, is that that is that about right? Yeah, it's crazy how um, I, I would say I'm, I'm more of a businessman than a uh, sportsman nowadays. 
uh, it's transitioned so much. You've had to be really creative, especially with uh, the change in the world, economics, the way the world works, the flow of everything. So, um, yeah, motorsports has gone through a massive change. And with the accessibility of simulators and how easy it is for anyone to just jump on, whether you have entry-level equipment or, um, you know, top-tier equipment. Like you do. It, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I'm proud of my, my stuff. I have some great partners, um, but top-tier equipment. It really bridges that gap between uh, the virtual world and reality. But question, I mean, when people talk about driving simulators, um, see, I'm, I'm thinking back to like a video game, um, you know, in terms of everybody would, you know, get one of these cartridges for their Game Boy or whatever and, 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 and play it at home and you could buy a plastic steering wheel and everything. But but this is like way beyond that. It's, it's, it's not a game, although apparently guys do compete professionally, right? Yeah, well, technically... There's a huge debate online. It's like, do you put pineapple on pizza? Like, that's, that's, that's the debate. It's, is, is sim racing a game or is it a sim? Well, okay. I mean, I'll answer this. It's a game of the sim racing genre, okay? That's exactly what, that's what it is. It's simulating reality, but it is, it is a game. And it's, um, I, you know, I, for, for our listeners, I wanted to, I wanted to you know, sort of describe it in that, you know, visually, yeah, you've got the depiction of, of the car going down the racetrack, but physically, you've got a, a steering wheel and a pedal set where the forces are very, very close to that of your real race car. Exactly. I mean, there there are sim drivers that convert to real life racing. They have the the opportunity, and they do extremely well immediately. So um, it doesn't always happen. It's like um, I've seen coming up through my uh, you know development in racing, I went from go-karts, from karting, and I was a successful karting driver, and some of my peers that were challenging me on the kart track jumped into cars and were nowhere, right? They were a second or two off the pace. So it could be the same thing, right? It's not one-to-one. You can't just go, oh, I'm a great sim driver. I'm going to be a great racing driver, and vice versa. You can't just be a great racing driver and be a great sim driver. Well, we're there seeing are- that. Right differences, and we're seeing that now. I mean, you think if you've got the feel in your bum that you know how far you can push a car or how t- how good the tires are. But here, look at Jimmy Johnson, who is a seven-time NASCAR winner, um, goes into uh, Indy, and and so far hasn't done a whole lot. You know, so there you go. I mean, you're still pushing on the gas. You still got brakes and steering. Um, just a different car, different style, different tracks. I guess is that it. Yeah, I mean, for me primarily, I, I drive by the seat of my pants. Like I'm, right. I would say that I'm not a data-driven driver. I, I'm very uh, good in changing conditions, and um, you know, for me, tr- transitioning into the simulator was actually quite a challenge. I had to relearn certain things, and to be honest, it actually helped me a lot in the real world as well because the the areas where I was deficient, um, let's say more in the technical side, understanding what's happening underneath me. Um, whereas I just jump in any car, any situation, and just go fast. That's that's kind of what I would always do. But it actually unlocked a whole new opportunity and potential for me, which arguably has made me even better in real life now, uh, funny enough, driving the sim, because it does force you to focus on more like reference points and be conscious of what you're doing rather than just subconsciously drive. Now, you, uh, your background, you grew up in Markham? I did. And um, and you're a professional race car driver. I mean, and, and in a number of different series, I understand. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like I said in the beginning uh, of the segment, I, I'd say I'm more of a businessman now than right. than racing driver. I mean, the the sports evolved so much, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we we've started 
businesses on the back of racing. Um, for instance, Moradness, which is my clothing company. It's a lifestyle clothing company that's motivated by motorsport. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, just trying to put my eggs in multiple baskets rather than all in one, because just like that, you snap your fingers and racing could be over, right? And a lot of sportsmen or women, sports people, do not think about that. They just think, okay, this is what I'm doing right now, but I'm trying to future-proof it and um, really expand my horizon, sim racing, real racing, clothing, training, coaching, whatever it may be. Um, and I have a lot of passion in all of those uh, elements as well. Well, it's good that you've got the foresight. I mean, as it happens, I mean, there's people whose their goal their whole life is become a professional athlete, whether it's, you know, stick and ball or something like that. And, and something happens in the amateur ranks and they're done. <laughs> and it was like, oh, geez, I should listen to my parents and actually studied in high school, but I never did. Yeah, I mean, I'd say just find things you're passionate about. And, um, you know, it's it's great to be, like, uh, narrow, you know, narrowly focused on your goals. Sure. But you also need to uh, allow a small capacity for um, a little bit of a deviation in the path. Because uh, for me, I thought I was going to be a Formula One world champion, and I was on the path to that. But then, you know, the politics got involved, and I quickly realized that winning wasn't everything. Um, even though I had been winning everything and breaking records on my way up the ranks, I was dropped from some, you know, Formula One junior programs because of politics rather than success because I just won. Wow, and you would think, it, again, it'd be all goal-orientated, and, and if I'm at the top of my game, wouldn't everybody want me? Well, that's exactly what I was thinking, and, and it's almost shaped me into the person I am today because I quickly realized, thankfully from a young age, that it wasn't, uh, peachy rainbows and and you know you don't just follow the yellow brick road to uh, your 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 glory. There um, you know there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of obstacles in the way and um, you know for me I come from a very humble background I would say mm-hmm. and I've had to earn everything I have in my life and um, yeah so it's just being quick on your feet and uh, just kind of putting your boat in the in the river and uh, just allowing the the flow to take you to where you need to go well you've done you've done quite all right you've uh, you've got the big trophy in uh, in sports car racing which is that uh, Rolex Daytona they give you when you win the 24 hours of Daytona yeah it's it's okay it doesn't make me uh, any better on uh, my punctuality but uh, it does look nice <laughs> on the wrist <laughs> you got a million dollar watch but you're never on time I don't get it <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, it's ironic because you would think as a race car driver, you'd be uh, driving fast and, and being on time. But I am a turtle on the road. I I take my time in life. I really, um, I, I dedicate all of my speed to the racetrack. And uh, I just love to live life uh, relaxed and um, and enjoy every moment. Well, Big D, if people want to find you, where do they? where's the best place to find you? Well, I'm live on Twitch, so twitch.tv slash Moradness. You can live, uh, you know, interact live with me or on my, my socials, which is um, at Daniel Morad for mostly everything. And if you're looking to pick up any beautiful clothing that's motorsport inspired, you can go to moradness.com. Yeah, it's great stuff. I have a few pieces, as you know. Yeah, I got you. That's right. You have that uh, that checkered flag uh, set of co- uh, socks or, or just the vest? <laughs> I think it's a combination. Yeah. It goes together. <laughs> We can do it all. There you go. Daniel, thank you very much for joining us. Have yourself a great weekend. Thank you. You guys as well. All right. We'll be back after this break.
Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with Alan Gelman, and you know I love talking to Daniel. Um, and and one thing that uh, that we we don't really ever touch on is that motorsports is a is a great industry to work in. Yeah, I mean it sounds so diversified, but again, you know, just to just you you can't just keep your eyes focused on the prize because something could happen. Yeah, well, there's all kinds of things can happen. I mean, it, it, it's it's a tough business, and yes, to a certain degree, the cream does rise to the the uh, to the top. But um, you know, other things happen, and and you miss opportunities, and you know, very very few drivers actually make it to the top. Well, exactly, and that, that's why you know you you tell your star athletes, you know, uh, yeah, you're the star of the football team, but who's to say you're going to make the bigs? You know, that's or it. or even if you're on the path and and everything goes right, that you don't have an unfortunate injury that that. That mm-hmm. career ends, you know. Yep. Um, I was surprised though, though, when he said, you know, um, and and Sean, I'm sure if he's still listening, would be happy about that. Mm-hmm. He says, when I drive on the normal street, I drive like a turtle. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's most racing drivers. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the, and the thing is, with you know, driving on on the road is totally different than driving on the racetrack. The, the racetrack is is, you know, it's a completely safe environment, relatively speaking. Obviously, you can crash, but you know, there, there's no cross traffic. There's there's you know communication between the driver, the crew, the driver, and the officials, all of that stuff. So, it, it's a very safe and dry environment to drive fast rather than on public roads. Yeah. So, uh, and, and and you know, pedestrians, hopefully. Uh, yeah, I, I've never encountered any <laughs> on the racetrack. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the the occasional animal. I was going to say, yeah. How about yeah. a raccoon or a skunk crossing the uh, track? Uh, I've seen I've seen uh, up to dogs, uh-huh. and I've heard of uh, I've heard of deer crossing uh, into the racetrack. Like up at Mostport? Uh, I, I, they probably do at Mostport. I've never seen any there, uh-huh. but um, at other circuits in North America, absolutely. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, even with tall fences and everything they do, they can't uh, can't keep the wildlife out all the time. No, and and sometimes inebriated spectators do the same thing. I, I heard about that. I think you're familiar with that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I can drive better. Like, I'm going to show them how. <laughs> no, buddy, sit down. You know, no, 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 no. I listen. I'm. I'm I wonder now with 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 more gambling apps. You know. Because car racing could be uh, higher up on the uh, the agenda for those guys. I, I think it's it's there. I mean, I, I'm not a gambler by any stretch of the imagination, but I know in Vegas mm-hmm. they, they they they've got a platform for it, so you can gamble against NASCAR, IndyCar, probably Formula One as well, and do all the betting stuff. I don't know that world. But. Yeah, they used to actually have a guy come on 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 NASCAR Race Hub, and and he'd talk about the odds, you know, for that sure. weekend. Yeah, yeah, wild. As a matter of fact, well, be, and and this year it's crazy because they've had 19. Different winners, you know, because normally it's the, the winners happen between three or four people who win most of the, the you know, the the races, right? Um, because they race to the top. But this year it's been all different. They got a brand new car, and yes. for various reasons, it's taken time to work out the the bugs. Uh, and yeah. I, I gotta say, my my favorite team is is Trackhouse because they came out of nowhere, right? Uh, they bought the 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 assets of Chip Ganassi's NASCAR operation. Mm-hmm. They have two cars, two drivers, and of course they they uh, they brought in uh, Kimi Räikkönen from Formula One for a road race, mm-hmm. and they've done very well this year. Yeah, and um, and it's funny because here we've got uh, so last year's winner of the whole championship series who won five six races mm-hmm. has only won one this year. Yes, you know, and 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 could get bounced out of the playoffs. So wow, it's it's it's. It's kind of weird. I mean, as you say, the cream rises to the top. So, of course, you know, the Hendrix cars are at the top. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. And speaking of Hendrix, you know, they're putting together a program. Yeah, Garage 56. Yes. And I, like we told, we were talking about it. And should, we told uh, Daniel he should give them a call because they're going to be running a Le Mans car because they want to 
teach, they want to show the Europeans that in terms of technology and ability that they're right at the top because they're Europeans still thinking that the uh, the NASCAR boys are rum runners and, you know, jailbirds and whatnot. Yeah, you know? well, that, you know, that's tradition and all that and history. But uh, no, the, the new car is, is quite adept and it's great for road racing. Mm-hmm. So the, this Garage 56 car will be an adaptation for uh, of the NASCAR f- to run at uh, Le Mans next year. It's going to be very exciting. So keep your eyes open for Daniel. He's going to be a star of this. Well, he is already, but... Yeah, uh, he, may, he may be racing at, uh, at Road Atlanta for Petit Le Mans next weekend. That'll be on television, I'm sure. Okay, and want to thank Darren Bossens from Triangle Tire, of course, for joining us. And if you need tires, check out their website, First Line Tires, for value prices. And that's they, a, that's and all they, you get. And they have road hazard warranty, which a lot of people don't have anymore. That's great. That's that's a good peace of mind right there. And our friend Sean Shapiro. Yes. He sounds too good. I'm kind of jealous. He's a pro. He's <laughs> a pro. Just like Carlos. we got to run. Everybody drive safe. We'll see you next week. This has been Dave's Corner Garage. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.